Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, middays with Andrea and Robert, and the drive home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with my favorite positive difference story from this week. All right, so Elijah Bryant is an Amazon delivery driver, but he delivered more than just a package to a Chicago home family. He stopped by with a few fashion pointers as well. Okay. All right. I, I could use someone to stop by <laughs> my house for that. A few fashion pointers. I'm always open. I need it. Lord knows. Okay, go ahead. So he was making a stop by a house in Chicago, and he saw that the family who lives there, they were all gathered around their teenage son, Luke, who was struggling to try to figure out how to tie a tie. He was getting ready for homecoming. Okay. So he's all dressed up. He's got the suit. He's got the shirt. And he's trying to figure out how in the world to get this tie tied (laughs) properly, right? The family members, they're all standing around smiling, laughing. They're going to watch. Nobody's really helping him. Yeah, probably because no one knows either. (laughs) And probably so. (laughs) Probably somebody's trying to look it up on YouTube at best, right? (laughs) Well, that's where Amazon driver Elijah Bryant stepped in and said, okay, I got to do something here. He said uh, that Luke reminded him of himself when he was growing up. He liked how he was sharply dressed. And he said, hey, I think we can help a little bit here. In fact, uh, Elijah, the driver, is a dad of three sons and five girls. And he's taken it upon himself to pass on the great art of learning how to tie a tie to his own kids. He said, I grew up going to church since I was a kid. I often dressed up in nice suits. And I attended with my mom and my godparents, and I had to learn how to tie a tie. And I passed this on to my kids, so I thought, I bet I could step in here and help. He's been tying his own tie since he was 10 years old. So he steps in, gives him a little lesson. It's like, here you go, young man. Uh All's well. Turns out somebody was videoing and decides to put it up. On the interwebs. Of course. And it goes viral. <laughs> of course. Pretty soon, Fox 32 TV in Chicago is calling him saying, hey, what's wow. the story here? He was like, I couldn't believe they even knew about it. But he said, it does make me feel good that people were so excited and thankful Aww. for such a small little act of kindness. Luke's mom says she was blown away. She was like, all he had to do was deliver the packages, but he stepped in where he didn't have to. On top of that... She said, uh, right now, there's a lot of racially strong tensions in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So to see two people of different colored skin be able to help each other it was just a beautiful thing right mm. now. I was like, that's really pretty cool. So, uh, and uh, Elijah says, Luke looked pretty good. His quote as he was leaving is, you're killing the game, young man. <laughs> That is awesome. Isn't that awesome? Well, and you just never know, right, how your act of kindness. Yes. Like, he had no idea it would go beyond that living room. Right, just jumping in to help. Yeah, and just, it went throughout Chicago. Yep. And now here we are talking about it in Northwest Arkansas. Right. Yeah. 
It's a beautiful thing. That is our positive difference story of the day today. I really like how Mark pointed out that we're here talking about a story that happened in Chicago, pretty far from Northwest Arkansas. Just a little act of kindness that made a big impact. And I think that's a great thing to remember, that our little acts of kindness, how we make a positive difference in our communities, does matter. Now, up next is a great conversation between Mark, Christy, and the singer-songwriter, Riley Clemens. Mark and Christy, it's Riley Clemens. Hi. Riley Clemens. How are you doing? How did you know? What gave me away? (laughs) You know. Well, just a a hunch. We have our ways. Hey, Hey. uh, before we ask you anything else, we have to ask about Australia, because you just got back not too long ago from Australia. How was that? It was so unbelievable. I mean, we really did just have the most amazing time. Um, There was so much ministry. There was so much goodness. It was just, it was really special. Well, when you share the gospel there, do you have to say mate after every sentence? (laughs) Oh, yes. I was like, wait, what did you say? Yes, you have to, you have to say, uh, yeah, God loves you, mate. Or it's not the same. Awesome. So when you came back to, to the U.S., like when you came back to Nashville, were you like telling everybody like, hey, Dropping God loves you, mate? mate? in here and there? Yeah, of course. My dad kept saying to me, he was like, you're saying things different. And he, I mean, he's a southern man. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I am, yeah, mate. Yeah, I am. Oh, that's really yeah, fun. Yeah, you're, you're not talking the same. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we're super excited. Uh, we're not quite as... Uh, amazing as Australia to some people maybe, but <laughs> Northwest Arkansas hey. is a pretty cool place. So we're pretty excited to have you come join us here really soon for Ladies Night Out. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'm so excited. Good. We well, are too. Have, have you been to Arkansas very much? Actually, I feel like yes. Over the past few years, Arkansas is a pretty popular spot to stop in on. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking about this. So... Uh, it's been a few years now. I remember you stopped by. It was right before your first album, first song came out. Uh, and you were kind enough oh. to stop by the radio station. We hung out at a little coffee shop and got to know your story a little bit. And I was actually just telling Christy this. I think it's really cool to see the growth and journey in you. Uh, we got to see you when we were in Orlando in May. And I was like, man... It's fun to see the difference from, I remember Riley, who was, you know, I don't even know how young you were. How, how old were you when your first album came out? I was 18 or 19. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah right? You were still... so I was a baby. Yes, right? And, you know, most 18, 19-year-olds, they're just trying to figure out where do I fit in the world and how, you know, how where's my place in all this? And I remember there was this Riley that was like, you know, you were going to fit in. You were going to put best foot forward. Like, I, you could feel a little bit of the weight of the world on your shoulders to go like, I got to get this right, you know, and I want to put on the best experience that I can for people. And, you know, launching the yeah. new album, all that. You could just sense there's a lot of probably pressure, I would say. Uh, and then we saw you in May and I was like, man. She has really found some freedom. Like she's found some peace in her own skin. Like God's done something in her where there's, it felt like Riley took a deep breath somewhere along the journey. Is that, am I off? Is that true? You are so on point. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the wild thing about it. I think I look back at 
I, I mean, I wrote that entire first album, every bit of music that came out when I was a sophomore and junior in high school. And so I look back on that season and it is reflective of, I was trying to figure it out, you know, navigating what it means to try to find your own voice, which everybody's doing at that age, and then trying to navigate that. And then people telling you what they think will like commercially work and all of these sorts of voices. I think that honestly, and granted, I'm also just a, I'm sure somebody out there can relate to this. I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that as a people pleaser, one of the hardest things for me is to find what authentically resonates with me, mm-hmm. not the version of me that's constantly seeking to please others or make others feel like they're right, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that um, Church Pew this record was me going, hey, 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 I don't have to be the same person I was when I was 18 because I'm not. And it's a beautiful thing that I've grown. God has changed my life. Um, And so, yes, honestly, it was that deep breath because I took enough time away from music and kind of, I mean, the public eye in some regard to get mentally healthy and get spiritually healthy. stepped away from music for a while was that the purpose of it because you had you were feeling that pressure and need to to be this particular riley instead of the authentic riley that that you're talking as today is that is that why you decided to step back yeah it, it really is i was in a place of really intense burnout i was just constantly in that the vicious comparison cycle which gets really really heavy to carry around Mm. And I think that for me, it snatched the joy out of music and creating and and doing ministry through music. And I knew that I had to find it there again or I wouldn't be able to keep doing this. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I just knew that I had to take that pause off again to also allow myself the space to rediscover who I am at 23 versus yeah. 18 Mm. I would imagine that would have been kind of scary because you're thinking, hey, I could be like hurting my career in a big way by doing this. Oh, of course. I mean, there's this feeling of, of course, you get mixed reviews of people saying, oh, wow, what a choice this is. Are you sure? And that those are very natural responses to, hey, um, we have career momentum right now and I'm taking time away. But I felt so much peace from the Lord and and just affirming that, hey, you know, do this for yourself. Do this so you don't crash and burn. Do this so you can be a healthy woman of God. Um, so I felt a lot of peace that he would take care of me through it. Mm. Wow. Well, we are super glad you did. And out of that has come this great new project called Church Pew and this new song that our listeners are loving called Loved by You. Yeah. Well, that makes me so happy. Well, I love it that you wrote this album and that you're so honest and and just real in your lyrics and your song "Love by You," where you say, "Sometimes I feel like I'm alone, a bit too broken, unseen." And unknown. A lot of people would say, "Why would Riley Clemens say a line like that?" And then you say, "Sometimes the doubt starts creeping in." So come remind me once again. Tell tell us just a little bit about those specific lyrics. What was behind that when you yeah. wrote that? Man, I just, 
I, that was the last song we wrote for the entire album. And leading up to that point, I felt that there was something missing from the record just as a whole. And so when we started writing Loved By You, I was sitting in the studio with the incredible Jeff Pardo and Paul Duncan, who are two of my favorites. And we started candidly having this conversation of um, what's the most simple song that we can write? How can we write the most simple version of feelings, feelings of doubt, feelings of fear, feelings of being unknown, and then replace them with truth? Replace the lies that creep in with gospel truth. Mm. And so we really, the goal behind Loved By You, the goal sitting there in the studio was to make this song as simple as possible, as digestible as possible, as as just filled with truth as possible without anything else surrounding it. And so, um, yeah, I think for me, sitting down to write that first verse, what came out was sometimes I feel like I'm alone. I, I just started pulling from my journal at that point. So we're super excited that you're going to be here for our KLRC Ladies Night Out. We'll get a chance to hear Loved by You in person. I know a lot of folks are looking forward to hearing Fighting for Me Too. That's a song that God's used in a lot of our listeners' lives. Uh, Not everybody's gotten a chance to hear the heart and story behind that one. Tell us about Fighting for Me, because I know that's a song you've got to get a lot of feedback on. Yeah, I mean, that song has been... I don't even know how to explain. It's changed my life. It's it's one of those things that's it's, it's crazy to watch people sing songs with you that came from a very personal place. So I'm very grateful for that. And all glory be to God, I, I have nothing to do with that. But I'm so grateful for that song and the story behind it. I think I did write that one when I was 19. And um, I remember battling true anxiety. For the, I mean, it was really heavy, especially during that period. I was in high school at the time, which is funny to me, but I uh, I was up against the wall with some serious feelings of just anxiety and weakness and knowing that I couldn't fight for myself. And I remember walking into the room and communicating that with my co-writers. And I think that day, the what happened in the studio was they looked at me and said, well, what do you need to hear today? And I think at that point, what I really needed to sing over my spirit and sing over my soul was, hey, Riley, you are fought for. You don't have to carry around the heaviness of of being strong enough all the time. You can lay that burden down and, and lean into the promise of the Lord that he'll fight for you and you only need to be still. It's true. Um, so that song, it's also been one of those songs that I feel like the older that I've gotten, the more that those lyrics mean to me Mm. that's really cool well one of the most beautiful things i think how god works is just he's given you a gift to write songs and then you write them out of your love for him and it blesses so many and then just as he does he returns the blessing right back to you and i I hear that so much in your words and and we're excited because we know we're about to be blessed big time when you come see us for ladies night out we cannot wait to see you and and hear your amazing worship music and um you just you're really gifted and we're super grateful that we're going to get to meet you and, and be with you here in northwest arkansas we just appreciate you coming to see us well, I cannot wait to be in Arkansas. I'm so excited. And um, just beyond that, I just have such a passion for 
women that are that are doing their best to navigate this interesting time in culture and interesting time in womanhood and uh, I just think it's going to be a really special opportunity to come together and break down some of those walls of comparison or walls of let me just pretend that I have it all together and just really fill ourselves up with truth and honestly connect that's the goal so Mm -hmm. I can't wait to be there well, would you say, this is just a, a random question here, would you say just throughout your performing and all the places that you travel and perform, um, what would you say is the most common thing you see that just, that is, you know, gripping women today? Like just that you're like, man, oh. I just see this happening all over the place for women. Wow. That's what I, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the perfectionism. That's what I noticed. I mean, and I can speak from traveling and touring, but also just my mom and my sister and myself and my aunt, just this need to be perfect all the time and this need to present a very curated image to the world of, look, look at me. I have it together. Mm -hmm. I'm doing great. I'm doing so great. And so, um, I mean, in the name of Jesus, I'm trying to flee from that, from, Mm -hmm. from the need to be perfect and present something that is perfect. Because the minute that we do that is the minute that we admit to ourselves that we don't need Jesus, which we know that's not true. So mm-hmm. mm, That's so good. This is going to be such an amazing night. Uh, Riley's going to join us, of course. Holly, Susie, Jennifer from More Than Small Talk. Christy will be there emceeing. And it's coming up on November 4th. You can still grab some tickets at klrc.com. Riley, thanks for hanging out with us. And we cannot wait to have you here with us. Oh, this has been such a joy. Thank you for uh, asking such thoughtful questions. This is, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see you guys. Well, we can't wait either. Well, thank you for taking the time, Riley. You enjoy the rest of your weekend. Okay, girl? See you, mate. I will. I will. I'll see y'all soon. All right. Bye, Bye. mate. I am excited for Ladies Night Out. It is going to be an amazing event, and we've got a great artist to lead us in that worship. You can get your tickets at klrc.com. You're not going to want to miss it. Up next are the best moments from Andrea this week. 90.9 KLRC. You know what Mondays are good for? Mondays are good to remind ourselves to put on the armor of God. I can't remember who told me this, but they told me it's great to picture yourself putting on the armor of God when you're reading that passage. So in the book of Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18, it talks about putting on the full armor of God. I'm going to read through what that armor looks like. And I want you to picture yourself putting it on with me. It says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, having up the shield of faith, which you can use to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And when you have all that on on your Monday, oh, there's nothing that you face this week that you are not going to be prepared for because you've got God's armor on. You're ready. I was reading this thing from Jeannie Allen on her Instagram. She posted it this summer, but I feel like it's such a great reminder. It says, I feel fear is driving Christians more than a vision for helping people know God. I get it. There is a lot of chaos, but do not forget that perfect love casts out fear. 
She goes on to say, as we lead in love in these days, pray that God would give you a clearer vision to accomplish the great calling on every one of our lives to help people find their way to Jesus and to follow him faithfully. Return to the main thing. What a great reminder in our work day that as we go, we are to ask God, give us that vision to accomplish the great calling you have on every single one of our lives to know God and to follow you. So my dog, Loki, acts just like Loki. Like if you know anything about Marvel and Loki from that whole world, he's very mischievous, very sneaky and very lovable. That's just how he is. And so one time I went to the backyard this past week and called his name. He didn't come. I was thinking, okay, maybe he's like in the side of the backyard where I can't see him from the back door. It's fine. Whatever. Walk away. Come back a couple minutes later. Call his name again. He's right there. Excellent. Very good. What I didn't know is that Loki had figured out how to get out of the backyard, go over to the neighbor's house, act like a poor pitiful stray, get fancy dog food from the neighbor. So he was being fed multiple times during the day without my knowledge because he was acting like a poor pitiful stray and then would just come back to the backyard like nothing's wrong I'm here it's great oh I I want to be mad at him but I'm just laughing too much to (laughs) be mad at him pets they just keep us on our toes I have a cat who thankfully does not break out of the house to get extra food, but I bet he would if he could. What he does do instead is whine and cry and meow by his food bowl constantly as if he is starving. We normally feed our cats in the evening, but this morning, my cat cried at the food bowl in the morning. My husband and I just laughed because we were not going to give in to his cute manipulation tactics. Indeed, pets do keep us on our toes. Now here's Robert's best breaks. When is the last time that you really thought about your own life story? I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. And I know that's not a question most of us will ask each other. Like, hey, tell me your life story. <laughs> like, awkward. I thought we were just going to get some pumpkin spice lattes today. What's going on? But when you are thinking about your story, how does God weave in and out of all of it? That's the real thing right there. When you can share about what God has done for you, then your story becomes a powerful motive and inspiring others at the same time. Time is just flying right by. Hey, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. Andrea was hanging out with you earlier and she was sharing how she can't believe we are, you know, in the middle of October and we're nearing the end of October. It just goes so fast. And I thought about how often we just kind of speed through life. If you were to ask me, what are some of the things I've done this year? I might kind of stall out like, uh, I don't I don't even know. I just work and eat and stuff. <laughs> so maybe it is a good idea to just take those mental snapshots, as Andrea was saying. As you come into this season, maybe you're going to go to a pumpkin patch. Mental snapshot. Maybe there's going to be a great get-together for Thanksgiving. Mental snapshot. You know, just take in all of these experiences that sometimes we just breeze on past. So my wife doesn't actively know this, but oftentimes she shows me the character of God in just the everyday things that she does. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. Right now, my wife is caretaking for our daughter who is 16 and she's got this really bad cold and our daughter has this weakened immune system. So whenever she gets sick, yeah, it's like all in sick. And my wife said, you know what? I want to be right next to her for when she needs me. And so she set up this whole like sleeping area on the floor of 
of our daughter's room so that she could be right there for whenever our daughter needs her. And I thought, you know what? I feel like God does that for us. He will set up shop right next to us and stay right with us whenever we need him. When you're in the midst of a tough season, it can be really hard to see how God is moving and where God is. I've been in quite a few of those seasons, and it's kind of funny when you come out of them and look back and see a clearer picture of how God was at work. But luckily, even right now in my current tough season, I see God working in my support system, my coworkers, friends, family, all these little blessings along the journey. He really is by our side, even if we can't quite see it. Anson and Kara are here, though, to keep us entertained during the afternoon. Anson, remember when you were a kid and you'd make faces and your mom would say, don't do that, your face might freeze that way. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For some people, apparently, that actually might pay off. Oh, no. Javante Carter is a TikTok star under the name Holy GXD, and he is also now the world record holder for what is called gurning. Gurning. I did not know this was a thing. I have not heard of gurning. Basically, gurning is just the art of making funny faces. Aha. Uh-huh. And there's actually competitions for these things. Okay. Uh, so now, for the Guinness Book of World Records, gurning is specifically the act of pulling your lower lip up over your nose. <laughs> wow. You can't actually breathe while gurning, so that, <laughs> you can't do it for very Sounds long. very uncomfortable. Yeah, so the record uh, for the longest one now is, is held by Carter, who held that face for 62 seconds, breaking the previous record of 53 seconds. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so the bizarre. we put ourselves through. I know. <laughs> I mentioned a few moments ago, Kara, that my wife and I are family. We did something this weekend we don't have a lot of experience doing. Yeah. We went tent camping. Yeah. And yes, I know this is not like some revolutionary new activity in Arkansas. I mean. People love doing this and do it all the time. Yeah. We're just kind of new to it. And that's a big deal. It was. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Good. And like I said a few minutes ago, we determined that the way to do this is to go with somebody who has lots of experience. Uh Uh-huh. And all the equipment. Absolutely. And all of the knowledge. (laughs) And you just tag along. I love it. And that worked out really great because there are so many things to remember to bring with you. Yes. When you go camping. It's so true. Right? Like, part of me is like, okay, wait, hold on. We're leaving our house behind yeah. to go sleep out under the stars, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, we're going to be all primitive or whatever, uh-huh. but we have an entire, like, truckload of stuff yeah. that we have to bring with us it to do this. It takes a lot. Right? It was going to be cold, <laughs> so we needed, like, lots of layers of clothing yes. for all five of us. Absolutely. Lots of food. Yep. Lots of snacks. Mm-hmm. Lots of drinks. Yep. So much firewood. So much firewood. Dog gear. We brought our dog oh, with us. Oh, yeah. That's a whole so other level. we had the level. harness and the leash and his bed <laughs> and all of that stuff. So we brought all this stuff. Yeah. And then we got there and we realized uh, we may have forgotten Uh one or two things. Uh Uh-oh. And this is what we were nervous about. Yeah. We're going to forget something. Well, yeah. We brought most of the stuff. That's good. It just so happens that, like, the two things we forgot are, like, the most two important things (laughs) that we probably needed to remember. Oh, no. Number one, um, we forgot our camp chairs. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a pretty big one. And I realized when you're camping, you spend, like, 90% of your time sitting in your chair next to the fire. (laughs) Luckily, our expert friends brought extras. Nice. So we were okay in that department. And then um, we succeeded in bringing all of our kids' stuff. Yeah. uh, But we forgot our pillows. Oh, no! My wife and I did. (gasps) That's not good. Pillows and camp chairs. Oh, boy. Highly recommend both of those items. Those are important. When you go camping. (laughs) 
Anson, it's hard to deny that uh, being a human is kind of a strange thing sometimes. Mm. Like if aliens were to actually come down and ask us to explain some of our like everyday activities, <laughs> they would probably be like, what is up okay. with these like little humanoid things? So uh, comedian Sophie Craig recently took this on in a video that has been making the rounds on social media going viral, where she brilliantly points out the utter absurdity of things that we consider completely normal uh, by candidly narrating the bizarre thought process behind them. Okay, okay. And I love this, so I just have to share a few of these with you. I'm just going to start lots of little fires around my house because that'll make it look very pretty. It's very nice. Candles, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bought you a gift, but I'm just going to wrap it in some pretty paper first so that I can cover it up, and then I'll give it to you, and then you can take the paper off to see what's inside it. <laughs> that's time of the day again where we watch the big square thing in our living room and watch people pretending to be other people. There's an animal inside my house. It lives here. With me. That's weird when you put it like that. Yeah. That looks like a big hill. I think I'm going to walk up it, get to the top, have a little look around, and then come back down again. <laughs> Hiking. Yes! Here's a piece of outside that I brought inside and put inside a pot to bring a bit of the outside inside to make the inside look pretty. Right. Yes. Aren't those great? It's so true. Humaning is so uh, weird. It really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Being a human is a very weird experience. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.